Welcome to episode 66 of the Strength System podcast. I'm Chirag and I'm joined by Nivedan today. Hey guys. Today we're going to be talking all about lifting technique. So Nivedan, what is lifting technique? So good question. So what is lifting technique? If you Google it, um, I just tried to do that. And the first uh, answer that Google throws out basically tells me that I should not bend over when I lift anything off the floor. I should bend my knees and hips, squat down to the floor, keep it close to my body and stand up with it. And if there's anything that's heavy, even if I have to put it in a loft overhead, apparently I shouldn't lift it over my shoulder level because that can harm me. Um, so before we even understand what lifting technique is, Google kind of wants us to be careful of what we do. So this is the common narrative around lifting technique, right? Like we don't really establish what lifting technique is. We don't really understand what that is. But we talk in abstract about how lifting like this might be bad, lifting like that might be bad, and how one position is correct for everyone, irrespective of their goals. So I have a question though. So let's say I have to like bend over to like tie my shoes. Is there a specific technique in which I have to do that? Or let's say I have to pick up a pencil and put it on the table. Should I like squat down, uh, make sure my chest is up? Grab the pencil, stand up straight, and then keep it? Yeah, if you listen to Google, if, uh, <laughs> if, you, if Google's expertise is all that you uh, look out for, then yeah, I guess you, you would be advised to do that. Um, but it's, 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 quite, it's quite funny, right? Like, because um, let's take a look at like, a lot of other sports that people engage in. For example, cycling um, in the Tour de France. How many days do they spend in like, spinal flexion rounded over, over the cycle and the handlebar? Um, but that's not looked at and said like, hey, you shouldn't do that. You should probably like sit up and maintain a flat back. Nobody tells them that. Yeah. Why is there that inconsistency? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, when, when they're cycling, then that hunchback, you know, bent over position, they're cycling for hours on end. And um, that is something that they have kind of adapted to, yet no one calls them out for that because the posture is not correct and things like that. So what, what is lifting technique in that case then? Or is there a difference in lifting technique, like let's say for an athlete, or is there a lifting technique that changes based on what way you lift, like as opposed to instead of lifting pencil from the ground, let's say you lift a really heavy weight, like hundreds of kilos, is there a certain way you got to do it, like what, what does it really mean? So put very simply, lifting technique is basically how you move your body, move the weight or whatever implement it is that you're trying to move. It can maybe like a lifting implement or it may be something in your everyday life, like your fridge, TV, whatever it is. Um, basically, however you decide to move your body to move that is lifting technique. Um, there is really nothing more to it. And um, coming to how should you uh, should your lifting technique change based on what you're lifting, how heavy it is, um, should, I don't know. I think all of us have like many different ways to perform any activity. Bending down and picking up a pencil can involve keeping your feet together, bending over and picking it up or sticking your leg back and then like kind of like bending over. So is one better than the other? Is one correct, one wrong? I really don't think so. I just think based on the resources we have, for example, what position am I in right now? What is the easiest way to get to the thing that I need to lift off the ground? I may take different uh, routes to do it, right? Like different strategies to do it. And as long as your body is able to move in that way and is able to handle whatever load you're going to put it under, it's perfectly fine. Um, so that brings us to the main point, right? Like, so are you prepared to handle that load? Um, the question I'm going to put out to all of you is, could that be more important than how you lift the load itself? Are there like many ways in which you can learn to lift the load? That's something we, I guess we will discuss over the length of this podcast. So, so uh, what I'm hearing is, and what I tend to agree with you on, is that uh, there is no right or wrong way to lift. Everyone lifts uh, weights or any object that matter 
differently. And as long as we are prepared for that activity in terms of do we have the strength to do it, have we done that kind of activity before, and is the weight that you are lifting, are you prepared to lift that weight? Um, so after taking into account all of those factors, if you're able to lift it comfortably in your own way, um, there's no real right or wrong lifting technique. Yeah, I would, I mean, if your goal is just to like move that from point A to point B, um, yeah, I, I do agree that there is, there may not be any correct lifting technique to adopt. Um, there are a wide variety of strategies that are available to everyone based on their individual constraints and um, any one of them might work. And the person to make that decision um, is the person best suited to make that decision is the person who is lifting it themselves, right? And actually, this, this brings us to the next question. So what is lifting technique important for? Does it really matter for anything? Um, does this mean that you can just like go willy-nilly, do whatever you want, um, look at a bar, like put one hand on it and lift it however the hell you want? Is that what exercising is? So then I think like some of the factors uh, that we have to take into account uh, while considering lifting technique, like let's say uh, we're doing a deadlift, you know, there's a barbell on the floor, uh, weight plates on the side, and let's say it's 300 kilos, and let's say in the recent past I've only lifted about 50 kilos or so, and I suddenly go and try to uh, bend over and pick up the weight, and you see that, you know, my back is rounded over, I'm not prepared to do that, uh, the lift is not uh, efficient in the sense where I'm really struggling to pull it up, it's taking me a lot of time, it just comes up to my knees and I drop it back down, and then I kind of hurt my back. So, are those factors uh, for lifting technique, is, is that something that we have to consider? Uh, and what are those factors? So if, if I can just ask you that. Yeah, so I'm going to kind of put this point on hold because we have like a whole session on the podcast where we're going to discuss this, right? Like preparedness and capacity and all of that. Um, but yeah, good point. So the, I think the big thing to like uh, take note of there is like Chirag said that he's used to lifting 50 kilos or so consistently in his training and suddenly one fine day, uh, he decides to try lifting 300 kilos. I'm just going to leave that point there and... We will come back to it later in the podcast. So what is lifting technique then important for? Um, I would say efficiency. Like if you're trying to move a load, there is an efficient way to move it and there are a lot of inefficient ways to move it. Um, that basically comes down to physics. And while uh, physics is a big part of it, it's not the only thing. Based on our individual abilities, our proportions and stuff, that might, what is efficient might look slightly different to each of us, right? So let's use the deadlift as an example here, right? Like so... Uh, the most efficient path for the bar to take would be in a straight line from the floor to the lockout position, right? Like where you lock your hips and knees out and stand tall. Now, to make sure the bar is moving in this efficient pathway, there are a lot of movement strategies you can adopt. Like you can keep the bar, make sure you set up with the bar right over the middle of your foot. You can make sure you're pulling the slack out of the bar, setting your hips in position, generating tension against the bar, and driving your hips forward on the way up to lock it out. Now, you can also put the bar four or five inches in front of you, um, try to lift the bar from there. If the load is light enough, you're probably going to be able to lift it. But is it the most efficient way to do it? Probably not. Yeah. So this probably matters if you care about your deadlift number. Um, but otherwise, what is efficient might take a whole other contextual definition and meaning. So in this case, uh, in the deadlift example, 
uh, here we're talking about efficiency as more of uh, the bar moving vertically in a straight line and not horizontally away from you. And the reason we want to reduce uh, the horizontal travel of the bar away from your legs, coming back to your legs, is because it's going to take up a lot of your uh, energy and it's going to make it much harder to move straight up. And you have to work much harder to complete the lift. So if your goal is to lift the heaviest weight possible, you want to lift in the most efficient way, which is just a straight vertical line. Exactly. And um, like you said, if your goal is to like deadlift the most amount of weight and you want your training to contribute to that, you probably might want to like pay attention to your technique and make sure you're moving it efficiently. Not because moving in any other way might potentially harm you, but just because moving this way is specific to your goal and is actually um, helping you move towards your goal. Now, speaking of like what is technique important for and like how it might be important for like your goals, right? Like specific goals, like targeted muscle hypertrophy. I want to grow this muscle, then you want to make sure the way you're lifting is targeting that muscle and putting strain on that muscle, right? If it is not, it's not really specific to your goal. So, um, something that we have observed in the gym, right? Like with like beginners who start training is um, their technique is not going to look great because they're just learning to lift. They don't really know what they're doing. Now in this case, when they're like learning to lift, does this mean their training is useless because it's not the most efficient? Does this mean there is a lot of potential for harm because they're not able to perfect technique? Um, I'm really not so sure. From what I've seen, like anecdotally, um, over the past four years that I've worked with people, that has not been the case at all. People do see progress, people get better over time, and even if they want to grow muscle or get stronger, while they're learning technique, those things do happen, right? Like how fast they happen, how efficiently they happen, all of that, you can like, you can make a lot of arguments for against like good technique, like, or quote unquote good technique versus like adopting whatever technique feels comfortable, but people do make progress irrespective of what their technique looks like, and as long as, say, they are not randomly um, overshooting what loads they can lift and try to attempt like lifts they've never done before. We have not seen any injuries. Um, I would actually say in the past couple of years, we've probably seen like a handful of strains and stuff at the gym and nothing more. Exactly. And I think the important point here is that uh, lifting technique is something that you will always strive to improve on to become more efficient. And let's say you have performance-related goals like... Uh, like we, in our deadlift example, lift the heaviest weight, you want to try to get as efficient as possible so that you can reach that goal, right? So in terms of that, if you're a beginner, if you're training for the first time uh, and you're uh, anticipating like, you know, you're going to lift it perfectly and if you're not able to do that and um, you worry that you're not, your training is not as effective, uh, you don't have to worry because the truth is that lifting technique uh, improving on that is essentially a skill. It, it takes time, over a period of time, only will your lifting technique improve. Um, so I think one of the other things uh, why lifting technique is important, Nivedan had mentioned uh, targeted muscle hypertrophy. Like, what does that mean, right? So let's say, for example, you want to grow your arms, you want to do more bicep work, right? It doesn't make sense to, let's say, do a squat um, if the goal is to just work your biceps. You also have to do uh, some bicep specific work or some uh, movements that involve your biceps so that you actually get them to work and get them uh, to get stronger to build muscle. Right? So lifting technique is contextual to that extent. 
Uh, it depends on what you're looking to get out of training and which stage of training you're at also. Yeah, that that does definitely make sense. Right? So let's say I'm a beginner and like you said, let's use the same example that uh, you gave. I want my biceps to get bigger. I want, my bicep, I want to grow my biceps. Um, I walk into the gym day one. I start training. I also do some bicep curls at the end of my workout. I've never done them before. So now all I know is I have to hold the dumbbell in my hand and I have to bend my elbow and bring the dumbbell to my shoulder. I don't know anything else. Do I know how to focus on the muscle? Um, try, try to kind of gauge whether the muscle is working. Is the load there? All of that? Absolutely not. I'm going to take time to learn all of those things, the small details of training, right? But during that process, does it mean my biceps would not grow at all? Absolutely not. They are definitely going to grow. It's just that if you learn a more efficient technique, all the work you're putting in might probably go towards stimulating your bicep. Whereas right now, if let's say you're, you're, you're like, let's consider 100% of your work, maybe only 60 or 70% is going towards bicep muscle stimulus for growth, and the rest are probably going to other structures around that are helping you move the weight from point A to point B, right? Like, so over time, what would happen is that that efficiency will, will improve, where you learn how to load your bicep, with what angle to hold your arm in, etc., etc. So, yeah, it really, it really um, improves over time, and it doesn't mean that the work you put in before getting to quote-unquote whatever best technique is was useless. No, uh, no activity is really useless. So coming to the elephant in the room, um, is lifting technique a contributing factor to injury mechanisms? Um, for example, can you hurt your back if you deadlift with a round back position? Um, so there's been a lot of research that has looked into this between like rounding, uh, loading your back in a rounded position and injury mechanisms like disc herniation, disc bulge, um, vertebrae fractures, stuff like that. And uh, there is a lot of conflicting evidence in this and a lot of the evidence that does say it does lead to injury are done on like cadavers or their in vitro studies where they basically take dead pines, uh, pig spines and basically... Um, put them through thousands of repeated flexion motions and see whether it gets something fractures or like a disc herniates, etc. right? Now, one big thing to keep in mind here is that we are not dead. We are all alive while lifting. <laughs> so our tissues can adapt. They can, they can recover from any stress. Um, there's also a lot of like research showing that if there is like the greater the degree of disc herniation, the quicker the self-healing that happens in the body, right? Like so, um, a lot of the biomechanics researchers on this topic are not conclusive uh, on this at all. Um, they don't say anything for sure. Uh, they will always use the word, it may, uh, with what we know right now, etc. So we really shouldn't be holding very strong positions on this because the people who do the research based on whose papers we form our opinions don't have strong opinions on this, right? And um, I would also say that with, for now, uh, with the evidence that we have, we are inclined to think that lifting technique is not a major contributor to injury, but if in the future new evidence arrives to show that it is a major contributor, we will be the first to accept we were wrong and change our minds on this. Um, so now diving into like the practical aspects of it, right? Sorry, like, so just before that, yeah, mm. and uh, you mentioned injury, right? So mm. uh, injury is relating to pain. We have an entire podcast episode on pain. Uh, mm -hmm. So if you want to learn more about how that works, please do uh, look back at our previous episodes with, uh, I think we had Dr. Joe Camerato and it was one of our very special episodes. Do uh, check that out if you want to learn more about pain size and injury. Thanks for that plug, Chirag. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so 
if technique alone may not be the biggest contributor, how you lift may not be the biggest contributor to injury mechanisms, um, what might be? Some things that come to mind here are load management. Um, are you doing too much too soon? Uh, it's a very famous uh, quote in the strength and conditioning and physical therapy world where like most injuries are a result of doing too much too soon after having done too little for too long, right? Like so are you prepared to do the activity you're going to do? Have you done, done it enough number of times and do you feel comfortable doing it? Or are you just like, is it a Hail Mary where you're just like going and attempting one fine day? So load management might be a big factor leading up to like a heavy, heavy deadlift or whatever, like preparing your body to handle it. Um, that might be more important than like how you deadlift itself. Um, apart from that, I would also say uh, your sleep and stress levels. If you're like, if you're sleep deprived, if you're highly stressed and you're not able to focus on what you're doing, those can lead to problems with lifting. Um, and another major factor that gets talked about very little are psychosocial factors, like narratives and beliefs. Um, do I believe that if I deadlift with a round back, I will hurt my back? Now, while this may not really lead to quote-unquote injury, that's a whole another thing, like what is an injury is still, is still not completely agreed upon. <laughs> um, so we really don't know much about any of these things for us to have strong opinions on. So going back to the deadlift, um, let's say I, I believe that deadlifting with a round back might cause quote-unquote injury or like pain, right? Like, and um, if I catch myself doing that, there is a probability that I might feel, feel pain. Now, um, pain is a whole another topic. Pain does not mean tissue damage. Pain does not mean you're broken. Um, to understand more of that, um, go back to the podcast that Chirag plugged in earlier. So if I do believe that it will cause me pain, there is a good chance that I might feel pain. Now, this would confirm my bias that if I deadlift with a round back, it's injurious or harmful for me, right? Like, because um, the fact that pain is, pain does not mean tissue damage, uh, does not seem to be common knowledge. Uh, and that is completely understandable. Even for us who have been in this industry, fitness industry for so long, it took us over three, four years of uh, finding our way through the swamp to finally end up at this and find out, oh, hey, maybe we were wrong about this this whole time. Because trust me, we have done all of these corrective exercise, activating a muscle, perfecting technique before loading the bar, all of that for over three years um, in the beginning. And we had to really step out of that, step out of our own bubble, thinking that people's lives um, exist in a vacuum when they train at the gym. Because the only thing I can see is, hey, you have back pain. And when you deadlift, I see your back rounding. That's the only thing I can see. So that must be what causes the pain, right? Like, But that's not the case at all. They have a life that's 23 times more time outside the gym than in the gym, even if they train one hour a day, right? Like, so why should I assume that this is what is causing the pain? There can be so many other factors outside of the gym, right? This could be stress. This could be lack of proper nutrition. This could be a lack of sleep. Um, maybe they are just like working long hours and they don't have time to recover from anything they are doing and they might just need some time off. It could be any number of things. But because we see only their lifting technique, we assume that is what is causing the problem. Right? Absolutely. And uh, as I was learning more about fitness, uh, both personally and professionally, uh, I do remember that I used to see a lot uh, of images on Instagram. You know, you see those um, check mark, green ticks and red cross as to like what is the correct technique, what is the wrong technique. And I often used to read in the caption that uh, it would say like, this is the right technique. If you, do, if you don't do it this way, you're, gonna, you're probably going to hurt your back. And a lot of times I do remember like when I was uh, coaching people, 
um, I wouldn't let them add weight until uh, I held them to a high standard or an arbitrary standard of perfect technique, like, you know, mm. making sure the back is arched, uh, getting that good uh, position, keeping the chest up, and then uh, really pushing with the legs to stand tall. And until they achieve that, I wouldn't really have them uh, go up in weight. And for the longest time, the progress would stall. And when in reality, lifting technique is just one factor behind um, everything else that happens. Like Nivedan mentioned, there's so many other factors that we have to consider when it comes to pain, science, and injury. It's not as simple as just lifting technique. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, and the other thing there is like pain, science, and injury can actually be looked at from two different lenses. Because if there is acute damage to the tissue, there's a lot of damage, maybe you can call that an injury. But if there is pain, is there an injury? Um, I don't think so. So um, that's a rabbit hole we can jump into another day. Um, so what are the pitfalls of prioritizing, say, like an arbitrary standard of technique um, and saying, unless you are able to display the kind of technique, I'm not going to allow you to lift a lot of weight. I'm not going to allow you to add weight to the bar or like pick up a heavier dumbbell and um, say whatever else. Like you can't try this move till you do that move perfectly, right? Like, so I think in our experience, like what we have done at Strength System in the first like three, four years, um, one major issue I, I can notice is heavily, heavily underdosing clients. Like people are way stronger than we thought they were and we held them back with our arbitrary standards of technique. And once we let go of those standards and allowed people to express the strength that they had, progress was much better, much quicker. Um, and because we weren't developing any harmful narratives in their heads by telling them, hey, don't do this, you'll hurt yourself. Um, hey, don't look down at your phone all the time. Don't lift with a rounded back or like don't let your knees cave in when you squat. Once we stopped saying shit like that, um, we noticed that people were a lot more comfortable doing the exercises. They only cared about um, expressing a high level of effort and they stopped worrying about injury and stuff. And that led to much better progress. And I just feel so bad that in the first three, four years, we might have held so many people back and might have given them, might have fed them wrong narratives. I do still remember so many instances where I've told people don't sit like that or don't walk like that or like don't don't do this everyday activity like that that is going to harm you i really really hope some other practitioner somewhere told them no that person was an idiot and was wrong and they're doing okay today <laughs> absolutely and uh, even with respect to lifting technique like uh, oftentimes we used to consider that uh, not just lifting technique but we have certain arbitrary strength standards like uh, uh, for those of you who remember, we used to have a progression system where you had to do mm. dumb, dumbbell bench press and you had to do it with uh, reasonable form. You had to do at least like 20 kilos or 25 kilos for five repetitions before you actually went to the bar and did a barbell bench press. And uh, for those of you who have gone through that, I sincerely apologize. But... <laughs> um, but No, we do, we do. <laughs> but but um, I think the important thing is that uh, to consider that... Uh, Lifting technique is uh, contextual. There is no fixed standard. There is no perfect form. Uh, however, you do want to keep certain factors into account when it comes down to your goal. Um, are you looking? What are you looking to get out of that movement? Are you looking to target a particular muscle? Are you? Uh, do you have a performance-related goal? That's where uh, lifting technique will matter. Things like the efficiency of the lift and all of that uh, will come in, right? Yeah, exactly. And. Um 
the another major problem one like the biggest issue i see with this is underdosing for example when people are exercising already not not enough people are exercising and with do come to exercise creating more barriers for them is not really a good thing to do um the other major point i see here is there's a huge reduction in self efficacy when someone tells you what you're how you're doing something is wrong and you shouldn't be doing it that way and you're going to hurt yourself right like so i'm going to believe i always need a trainer or someone to watch me and let's say right now um whatever reason it be whether it be affordability or time uh, constraints or like finding a gym nearby for whatever reason um i'm not able to find one find a gym where uh, that i can afford where the trainers know what they're doing and quote and quote know what they're doing right like so and um uh, i'm able to make it there in the times when they're open right like if these are not there if i choose to not exercise or not lift that's a that's like a huge opportunity lost right like so it's lifting is going to help my life in so many ways and i didn't engage in it purely because i have this narrative in my head that if i don't lift perfectly it's going to cause harm and it's not going to be beneficial while in practice all of us have seen so many instances where there is where that is not true at all in fact more instances of it not being true than like being true at all so one of the biggest pitfalls of prioritize prioritizing an arbitrary standard of technique is that uh, for a lot of us including me um, training at a gym or training on our own lifting weights is our only form of physical activity and when let's say we take a video of ourselves doing a deadlift and it looks like we're rounding our back not maintaining a straight back and when we see images on social media saying if you deadlift like this you're going to hurt your back uh, we might stop engaging in that activity so being physically inactive is far more harm- harmful than engaging in any form of physical activity what do you think maybe exactly right like so um this is basically fear avoidance behavior right like someone told me that if i do this it's harmful for me and so i'm going to avoid doing that because i'm not sure if i can do it right right so so um this is going to create a barrier for a lot of people to engage in any kind of physical activity and when we talk about lifting while we do say that any activity uh can help you stay fit and it's not that you have to perform any one activity i do still honestly believe that lifting is the easiest way to build capacity for everything else that you want to do in life you can go play a sport to be fit but that learning to play that sport in a specific way with the people that you play with is probably not going to have as much of a transferable uh, fitness ability to like other activities compared to what you might do in a gym which are more generic right like so squatting develops my entire lower body um it can help me develop strength if i do lots of reps it can help me develop endurance to a certain extent um and similarly with like deadlifting and all of that it can help me strengthen parts of my body that need that might need to be strong to handle certain activities and i don't think there is any other activity apart from resistance training that can basically train your entire body to handle every other activity possible in the world right like so for that reason i do think lifting is the best slash easiest way to develop fitness um of course add in some cardio some running some sports all of that is definitely needed for health and longevity um so definitely do that uh, but yeah lifting might be the easiest way to do all of this achieve all of this um now we have discussed how like prioritizing technique um like an arbitrary standard of technique might be um, harmful in a lot of ways 
and we've also discussed what technique might be important for and where it might not be a big concern even though it is made out to be so now that we have discussed what lifting technique is what it might be important for where it may not be a big concern and what might be pitfalls uh, what may be the major pitfalls if we prioritize an arbitrary standard of technique um, i think now would be a good time to talk about um, how to make sense of this information and what you can take away from it to apply into your training right like so i think the biggest thing is treat lifting like a sport right like if you go to if you go play football for the first time ever in your life you won't expect to do it perfectly um you're going to have a, there's going to be a learning curve another important takeaway would be uh, to remember to prioritize technique according to your goal right so it is context uh, dependent for example the same lift um, if you have like a bodybuilding or a hypertrophy or a muscle building focus can be done differently or if you have more of a strength focus where you're just trying to lift the heaviest weight possible the lift can be done differently or uh, if you're just doing it for general activity as a way to stay active you can get away with doing different kinds of technique so what's important is that there is not one fixed standard of technique uh, lifting technique is contextual and it can change based on your goal what you're looking to get out of the lift as well as what stage of uh, training you're at are you in your early uh, lifting stage are you learning how to lift or are you at an advanced level intermediate level all of those factors are important in when you consider uh, whether the lifting technique is optimal for you there is no uh, right or wrong technique for that matter right so like just to like um, extend that point right like so for example if your goal is to power lift you want to lift the most amount of weight possible if you're doing the squat you're probably going to be looking at how can you maximize the efficiency of your levers and your moments make sure you're moving the bar in one straight line and the shortest shortest amount of distance possible within the rules of the sport right um whereas if you were squatting for bodybuilding you would want to make sure that whatever movement you are doing whatever weight you are loading most of the stimulus is going to the quads the front of your thighs that you're trying to grow really you want to feel some disruption in that muscle um you want to feel some soreness post a session uh, not always but to act as some gauge once in a while you should still be feeling soreness in your training if you are if you are training hard enough so when it comes to a squatting for like general strength and health right like the same squat can be performed in a wide variety of ways um it doesn't really matter what does matter is the technique feels comfortable to you it is repeatable by you because the way you develop um capacity is how you want to express strength as well you don't want to do something completely different when you load the bar up heavy right so it should be comfortable it should be repeatable and it should be conducive to progressively overloading to the extent needed for your goals if you want to get a little stronger maybe you should be looking at increasing your squat load every training cycle maybe not every week but maybe every 4 weeks or 6 weeks or 12 weeks whatever it is whatever works for you right like so outside of these three um guidelines i don't really know if there is anything else that we need to worry about when it comes to technique So next time uh, someone calls you out on your technique or you see that uh, there's a right or wrong technique and someone is telling you that this is the way you, it has to be done I'd encourage you to think critically and ask them why um, they are holding you to that standard and consider all the factors that we discuss and have a more meaningful conversation with them to understand to to understand why So thank you so much for listening we hope you guys found this useful 
if you do have some questions about lifting technique or you just like to share your thoughts do send us a message we are available on instagram and uh, you can reach out to us through our website strengthsystem.in and we'll see you guys next week bye